Radical, episode 154. I'm Shane Hazel. Welcome to Radical. I'm your host. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. I appreciate it. It is a late night. I had a lot of stuff going on today, and uh, I really appreciate uh, you know everything you guys are doing out there. It is nuts times, nothing new for you guys, but um, we've got uh, Twitter Spaces is open live if you guys are out there. Uh, I really appreciate everybody tuning in there. Uh, we're going to have kind of an interactive session here tonight. I got Caleb and quite a few other guys popping in. Um, I Weird times, man. And I'll, I'll tell you, I've been trying to take my kids out and go hunting and do all sorts of stuff to just kind of keep my mind off of it. We've got uh, this thing going on with Lieutenant Keller, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller. We have the VAX mandates coming out. We have just so much stuff on the plate right now. Um, I'm going to tell you guys, like straight off the bat, we are at war. If you don't think we're at war now, you never, you'll never understand what the what war is. Like this is what goes into it before. Everything really, 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 really gets terrible. And I think had these tyrants thought that they could get away with it and there was n- nobody armed in the U.S., man, I'll tell you right now. Oh, man, we, we would be in a bad, bad situation. But um, thank you guys for tuning in. First thing we got tonight, uh, I wanted to talk about um, a little bit of what we're seeing out of, you know, the, the, the military right now, the the institutions, the system, the government in America is at an absolute all-time low. Uh, and that's not a bad thing, right? Like a lot of you guys who are coming in from Democrats and Republicans um, may not be comfortable with that like that understanding. You may have never heard anybody talking about this, but the government's force and coercion, right? Like it's it's not a you know, everything that they have has been stolen from people. Uh, it has been taken, you know, peaceful people have been caged and killed. And you know, the the amount of layers we have of government in America, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I mean, obviously, I'm an anti-federalist. If you haven't seen the anti-federalist programs, go back and and watch or listen to those because they are they're, they're insightful. They, those guys were prophets, and they talked about how a constitutional republic would someday be a tyranny far worse than the world has ever seen before. And here we are, man. So um, the the fall of the trust of the U.S. military, I knew was going to be one. I, I I well, I think it was. A long time ago, I thought, you know, like if there's one system or one institution, I think that Americans think will be last, it, it'll be the U.S. military, right? And it's because they don't get to see up close and personal what happens in the U.S. military. And I think that is, you know, boy, um, it's a shame, especially when the past 20 years of our, you know, our lives have expired here in America and we haven't seen all the terribleness that's gone on in places like Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, the Northern Horn of Africa, the Eastern Horn of Africa. Like we've been all over the world doing some terrible, terrible things. And a lot of us veterans have been trying to tell you guys for a long time, listen, you know, it's not the men and women who are enlisted and lowly little officers in the military that are terrible people. It's the upper echelon. And I think what you guys are seeing today 
absolutely justifies everything that I've been talking about here on Radical and before this, the rebellion um, for years. This is what I've been trying to tell Republicans for years, people, and they don't want to listen. They they would rather stick their head in the sand. Uh, they would rather not know, um, you know, what. Boy, I'll tell you what, that uh, if, if that's out there for you guys, man, that's some of that was loud. I apologize. Um, but they have they have absolutely abused the military from generals, ambassadors, State Department, uh, you name it. Anybody in higher echelon, really lieutenant colonel and up, um, minus one, uh, who I will save for tonight. And uh, I've been in contact with Lieutenant uh, Colonel uh, Stuart Scheller. Uh, I was going back and forth with him for a few days. And I was going to try to get him on the show uh, to come in and and kind of have this revelation, man. Um, but obviously, the powers that be in the military thought that uh, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller uh, might have been better off sitting in a cage somewhere. For you guys that don't know who he is, um, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller has been... I mean, he's he's been making the the rounds on social media, and when I say making the rounds, like on fire, making the rounds, especially you know in in you know the Marine communities, um, he is a lieutenant colonel, was in charge of a battalion, spoke out, and all he wanted was someone to take responsibility for the ridiculous withdrawal of Afghanistan. I know it's you would think, you know, no problem. You know, we, we've got this thing covered and, you know, it's 20 years in the making. Absolute disaster. And this guy, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller, calls for somebody to finally take responsibility. He comes out in a couple of videos. He says, you know, hey, I'm resigning my commission. I'm done. And uh, I don't know if they accepted it. I'm not sure if they accepted it or not, but I'll tell you right now, they didn't like what he was saying. He didn't, they didn't like that he was questioning authority. They definitely didn't like the way he was doing it. And so they threw him on the brig on Camp Lejeune. And I'm going to talk about it here. And this article came out a couple days ago. Members of Congress signed letter calling Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller's in, for in, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller's in immediate release. So the good thing is, is there is some traction behind this. And I think, um, I think this is something to at least look at. 36 members of Congress have come out. Now, of, you know, of the 400 plus of them, you know, only 36 have come out and said, you know, this is this is worth our time, this is worth our effort to get behind because when we start imprisoning, you know, men without, you know, real charges for, you know, a asking for accountability with no real criminal records in his past, boy, it, it strikes home. So uh, the, the the article starts out, dozens of Congress members have demanded the immediate release of Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller after he was jailed for defying orders to stop publicity, criticizing the nation's Afghanistan's Afghanistan withdrawal. Scheller, 40, was arrested and jailed at Camp Lejeune's brig Monday for allegedly breaking four military laws by refusing orders to stop posting critical videos on social media. Critical, right? Critical of his superiors, of his leadership. You know, after trying to have somebody, you know, take responsibility, right? It's like, all right, 
you know, we at least got one lieutenant colonel coming out and saying, yeah, man, somebody, somebody needs to pay. And now I'll tell you, you know, at 40 years old, as a lieutenant colonel, this guy's, he's been around, man. Like this guy's been around for a long time. I think he had three years left until he could retire. Uh, I imagine that's due to obviously coming in later as an officer and man, I mean, to be that close and to throw it all down. I mean, this is what I've been waiting for. I've been, I've, I've been begging for somebody somewhere to say something about this kind of stuff. And even when they do, they get shut down, right? Like this guy gets shut down. They're not going to report about this, you know, a whole lot in the media until, you know, you know, these guys will sit before the, you know, general Miley will sit before Congress and we'll get to that too. But, um, he was scheduled to make his first court appearance in North Carolina today, uh, but the public, including elected officials and the media, are prohibited from attending. The court hearing has been postponed until next week. DailyMail.com has learned both the Marines and, and the defense agreed to delay and are working on a joint resolution, a source said. So here's the thing is he's he's seeking an honorable discharge um, and, you know, to to seek an honorable discharge i think he's absolutely well within you know not only his right but i think you know it's one of those things where like in in terms of you know military service he is he's he's doing something that they they don't teach right like this is not taught to go out and you know it, it's obviously it's it's frowned upon it's largely frowned upon for a marine to go outside of his chain of command ever ever Right. You can request mass. They'll teach you about requesting mass, but that just gets you over maybe your immediate report. Right. Like that's it. Outside of that, man, you, you're going higher and higher and higher. And if you can't, you know, if you're not if you're not making any progress, you know, what other channel does he have? Thank God for the Internet and social media and all these amazing things that we have now. I mean, without this kind of stuff, this thing, this story dies. This story absolutely dies. And I'm sure in some places they've thought about shutting this down and, and talking, you know, to, <laughs> I mean, all sorts of people shutting this thing down. And, you know, I'm, I won't be surprised when it does get shut down. Um, I want to open up the, uh, the request uh, for anybody on Twitter at this point. Um, you know, if, if you're out there, let's see, why is it? I'll tell you what, sometimes these spaces things, which I think are really, really cool um are you know one of those things that have a little bit of glitch in them um and i boy i tell you what it's not letting me open the request at all man so um let's see here we go request check check um guys when you when you're out there and you want to you want to say something um just go ahead and start speaking and uh i'll i'll let you have the floor for a second but um you know the idea that this one man is going to be singled out, man, I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's absolutely gut wrenching for me to watch, uh, to have communications with testing, testing. Can anyone hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I got you loud and clear. Go ahead. Charles, I got you. Go ahead. Ah, finally. Yeah. A whole bunch of people are like messaging me asking like, Hey, what's going on? No one's talking on this whole chat. Hey man, that, that, that's my fault. Um, I got Twitter spaces open. Apparently I had my mic off on this man. So many, so many, a little adjustments to have on here. I've been talking about Lieutenant Colonel Scheller, uh, being arrested and now members of Congress coming out and, um, and 
you know, 36 of them have said he needs to be released immediately. Yeah, I honestly, I feel like that the Biden administration at this point is just finding more than one reason to try to purge the military and any other higher command and get everyone onto his level as far as the chain of command. And this guy got in his way by calling him out on his very stupid decisions he's made here recently. So he's trying to make an example, but that's just my personal opinion on the matter. Um, I've heard from from friends of mine that are in the military. They are going at him like crazy, you know, as far as you can't say anything bad about him. You can't say anything bad about the commander in chief. Everything you post on social media, what you're posting, um, everything like that can get you immediately kicked out, let alone the COVID vaccinations. They're already now very hitting them hard as far as my friends, because I'm in my mid twenties. So I've got, you know, high school friends that are in the military right now. And some of the stuff that they send me, you know, it, it's, it worries them. It worries them. It's like, Hey, you know, I went, I came in here. Am I, am I going to get kicked out? And it's a matter of, to a lot of them, it's a matter of when we get kicked out, not if we're going to get kicked out, if we refuse to get the shot. So yeah, they've, they've been thinning the herd there for a long time, uh, Charles, and I appreciate it, man. Um, you know, back in 2009, when uh, Barack came into power, especially, you know, it was like, um, you know, being part of the, you know, force reconnaissance community and having, you know, a lot of my buddies go over to uh, MARSOC when it was stood up in 2006 after uh, I left the Marine Corps. It was, you know, one of those things where, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, they've got tattoos and sleeves and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that was one of the, the easiest ways to get rid of some of the tenured, very battle hardened, you know, Marines out there. And as, as, as soon as, you know, that, you know, that came about, you know, tattoos and everything, their, their regulations, restrictions got, you know, way more severe. And then, you know, I think in it was 2011, 12 sometime when they started, uh, you know, going through and uh, either, you know, petitioning or, um, you know, taking polls of which people in the military would be all right with acting on American soil. And I think that's, uh, you know, I, I think that was the, the start of it. I think what we're seeing now is really more or less they're, they're, you know, the last piece on the chessboard that they kind of need to remove from the military right now is a lot of people from the rank and file that are not going to go along with what, what I think is probably in our very near future. Um, if, if they had some control of, uh, you know, the rank and file in the military for sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you hear about guys like him getting arrested, but then you've got a female who is basically just a mechanic going on TikTok talking about how she will turn guns on American people. And, you know, I don't know if you've seen that. I TikTok. have seen that, man. It's a slap on the wrist, right? Nothing, nothing said to her. I don't, I don't recall. I know someone that's actually in the same base as her, and I haven't heard a single word from him about any kind of punishment. I mean, she basically just got a slap on the wrist, told don't do that again and nothing else when she has literally threatened American lives saying if you don't do as I tell you to, I'm going to point a gun at you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, your, your, fe your fellow Americans, man, like somebody's like, 
Jesus, I mean, people that you I mean, literally share, you know, well, I, it's some culture with, I guess not not a lot anymore, for God's sakes. It's crazy. I mean, either way, I mean, we're, we're a nation of cultures. But for God's sakes, if you told a soldier or a police officer, if you don't do what I tell you to do, I'm going to point a gun at you. What do you think is going to happen to you? You're going to get into a lot of deep shit. Oh, man. I mean, but, well, back in, and that's the thing is like growing up back in the day, that's what you thought, right? It's like you thought yeah. back in the day that these guys were here to serve and protect and all that kind of stuff. And really, you know, what it's turned into is they're collecting a paycheck. And really, if they weren't in fear for their lives, you know, what would be happening across America right now, you know, with the evaporation of our rights? And I mean, seriously, not only evaporation, but absolute all out assault on our rights as Americans. The First Amendment has been absolutely butchered in America. I mean, you know, the, the censorship, the shutting down, the, 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 the you know, mechanical-like uh, precision they have with their algorithms directed by the White House. I mean, we heard Jen Psaki up there talking about directing, especially Facebook, to go out there and such. And I guarantee you, you know, maybe this show probably gets shut down uh, or, or at least deleted from YouTube for, you know, talking about this kind of stuff. But it's like First Amendment's gone. The Second Amendment, there's 22,000 gun laws. And, you know, they're trying to shove more and more confiscation down our throats. You know, Third Amendment's here or there. Do they invade houses and set up watch? Yeah, I guess they, they definitely do that, but nobody talks about it. And then you've got the Fourth Amendment that has been eviscerated by things like all the Patriot Acts, right. the NDAA, and on top of that, civil asset forfeiture, which I think is one of the biggest shams that even, you know, quote unquote, good sheriffs out there will sit there and talk about how, you know, it's okay to take money without due process, to take property without due process, yeah. to put property on trial when no crime has been not only, you know, level, but like the guy well, hasn't like, even stood in court. What all, all these laws are, and I've said this time and time and time again, every single infringement is someone confusing moral obligations with natural rights. You look at every single act of infringement, every single person that claims their justification for it is they claim to do for the betterment of mankind, in their opinion. You know, just like the forced vaccinations. They want you to do what they want you to do because they feel this is the way you should be. And they use the same argument with gun confiscation. Think of the lives. Think of the lives. You're, you're risking everyone's lives by having guns. You're risking everyone's life not being vaccinated. It doesn't have to have any. Well, yeah, they're basically saying, hey, dipshits, the world isn't safe and your freedom needs to pay a price for it. Meanwhile, exactly. it's it didn't do anything. None of these things do anything to make no. anybody safer. In fact, I mean, if anybody's a student of history or can just observe what's going on today, you're more likely to be accosted, bullied, harassed, caged and killed by the state than any time in history. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's absolutely true. I mean, you hear Europeans all the time talking about, oh, at least they don't have all those mass shootings like you all do in America. And I'm I'm thinking of the Holocaust right. and Joseph Stalin, who literally killed millions of people. I mean, Jesus Christ, Hitler killed more people of in Europe with mass shootings than the United States in its entire existence. So I don't know. They don't understand that. People do not understand that if you leave the government, even our government, I mean, people are here talking about how 
oh, our Second Amendment rights are going to protect us. Well, how well is that working out so far? Because the Second Amendment, as, as much as I hate to say it, the Second Amendment is a piece of paper. Oh, it's the just only like the Constitution. Place, it, it only matters is if we allow it to become. That's exactly right. We, the people, forgot our responsibility in exercising our Second Amendment. Hey, yeah, no, not not a, I, it's not only our responsibility. And see, that's the thing is like, you know, Republicans and and and, and Democrats kind of do the same thing with with you know pieces of paper, right? Like they, even the Constitution is just a piece of parchment, and it stopped the people who would take your gun rights, just like the twenty two thousand gun laws stopped killing, you know, murder, kidnapping, coercion, you know, rape, sex, like. All of these things, like paper doesn't stop people. That's the that's the problem is nobody like I get, you know, where, you know, listing, you know, some rights and everything. But it's like at the end of the day, man, if you're a peaceful person and and, and that's something we got to get to is just like, hey, guys, we can we can unify around some basics. We can unify, you know, in our in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in our cities, in our counties. And I'm talking like this is where it really, really needs to happen is we can unify on these things. We can be like, hey, man, sheriff, mayors, you guys don't get to go after anybody. You don't get to talk to anybody. You don't get to approach anybody unless it's a real fucking crime. And I'm talking like the savage crimes. And then. When you, we have those in our community, those need to be prosecuted with extreme prejudice, man. And that's that's the problem is, you know, they've allowed the in, law enforcement arm in America to go out there and brutalize peaceful people because it's easier. Let's face it. You know, it's, it's, it's way have, easier. They have hundreds of laws that have no victim involved. And yeah. that's the big problem we a lot of. I'm a libertarian, and the biggest problem I have is that there's hundreds of laws where no one – the only way that you should have any kind of punishment done is if someone's life, liberty, and happiness has actually been affected. Um, if not, I don't believe that there's any reason to, I mean, arrest someone or strip away their rights. I, I mean, you, just like red flag laws. Yeah. Okay. The whole thing of, oh, well, we're stopping a mass shooting. Well, he hasn't actually shot anyone. Even if he wrote about it, he still hasn't done it. I mean, we've all had moments in our lives where we just lost our mind one second because we're drunk or whatever or had an anger management issue in our home because we had a bad day with our boss and said things or, you know, thought things that we never actually carried out. And that's a big problem. It's just that's the difference between good men and evil men. Evil men indulge in those kind of emotions, those kind of angers, those kind of outbursts where they want to react in violence. A rational good man can still think that way and never ever wish to act upon them. Yeah, but the problem we have now is that if I say something like, "Oh, fuck my boss," I want to shoot the some bitch, and not actually mean it, and someone overhears that, in certain states in this country, they can. Uh, Get to the police without a court, without even a due process, come and strip away my guns, raid my house, and consider me a, a danger to society, even though I never meant to do it. And that's well, that and violates. And, and it's and not only that, too, it's, it's people 
who, you know, maybe you have relationships, maybe family members you don't agree with. Maybe you have disagreements on, you know, I don't know, let's just say a controversial uh, shot that's going around. And if they call people in your area, in law enforcement, in your state, and you live in that area and you haven't taken the shot and they, they say, hey, man, this guy's unstable because he won't take the shot. Where the like, where the fuck are we at, America? Like, I'm telling you guys, like, if if people are talking about, you know, we're a democracy, we're a constitutional public. No, we have turned the page, man. Fascism and communism. I think, you know, the the Republicans are all all for being fascist, and the Democrats are all for being communist. But at the end of the day, man, uh, that's a lot of tyranny. You know, if we're we're talking about, I don't know, five to six trillion dollars that they want to spend. Uh, and crank out into the economy every year now on to, top to, of 28 trillion to, to pick yeah to pick the winners and losers yeah. it's just like whoa like you guys are out of your fucking mind like th- this this the the ramifications of how fast these guys are coming apart is amazing and i i wanted to speak to to charles you know one of the points you were talking about was like our responsibility with guns here in america and all that fun stuff i i you know i think it's been really neat to watch how patient America has been. I know a lot of people, you know, perceive it as weakness and there's just, you know, people don't have the resolution to go out there and do something, but I don't think that's what power does. I think real power kind of says, you know, wait, I I need to, I need to wait until I really don't think I can wait anymore. And that's a real position of power. Killings by unarmed civilians, Police corruption, all this stuff. This isn't the thing, the line in the sand that we as gun owners have used to tell ourselves. That's why we have our guns. Everything else is negotiable. Mm -hmm. That's the line in the sand. That line in the sand has been crossed so many fucking times. And it's just apparent with these red flag laws, how far they're willing to go. Because we, the people, stopped using our responsibility to keep our government in check. Now, I watched the gun gun rallies like in Virginia and things Mm -hmm. where everybody was armed. No violence. Nothing happened. And what happened? Their government got fucking scared as shit. Yep. Well, sure as hell. And, and, and I want to, I want to um, kind of go back and forth here because some people have been waiting for a second. So, uh, Caleb, if if you want to go ahead and say something, brother, go ahead. No, I, I was just sitting and thinking, you know, and it, this is a hard thing to talk about, brother. Uh, well, I, also- I, I heard Charles uh, speak on the the red flag stuff. I mean, you know my situation. Everybody else here probably doesn't, but you and I have history. Uh, I have cerebral palsy. That causes me to deal with a lot of stuff mentally, you know, the, the stress and the, the situations that I have to deal with because I'm somewhat considered disadvantaged. Um, and it can take a toll on your mental health. Now, I would never hurt myself or anybody else. Shay knows this, but if I was to talk about the things that go on in my head sometimes when I'm really down, those people that are in favor of the red flag laws would try to take my guns away. Exactly my point. And that's tyranny. It is. And, and 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 here's the thing, and 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 here I think, guys, this is this is what I'm saying. This is the resolution. Is you know, it if, if tyranny is one of those things that will come down from as high as it can come down, but where it can stop 
is if we start doing something about what's going on locally. And that's where the sheriffs and, and the mayors reside. That's why, you know, I started the Helios Initiative, man, like to to engage with these people, to build a a mass of people in your local area that agree on these very basic tenets. It's just like, hey, man, we can show up. We can touch these guys. They can't hide from us here. And well, that's that's a real I mean, that that's where this has got to start. Well, I, I sit. I sit, and I wonder. Oh, I'm sorry, Charles. But no, go ahead. I, I I wonder. You know, how many people that are are like me? Maybe they have a disability. Maybe maybe they fought. You know, for this country. Uh, so, so they say. Maybe maybe they were exploited by this country. Maybe they were a veteran and they went and got their legs blown off. And and so they deal with with mental health issues because they saw some fucked up shit overseas, but. And, and so they deal with all kinds of depression that nobody would ever talk about. And the, the, they sit there and they suffer in silence instead of getting help because they're afraid, oh, if I try to go get help, well, what if I tell somebody that I thought about killing myself? Are they going to take my guns away? So I, so I can't even be honest. I can't even seek help because I'm afraid that they're going to infringe on my rights if I'm honest. Yeah. So, so I I sit and I wonder how many how many people suffer in silence, uh, just because they're afraid that if they say something trying to get help, yeah. that their rights are going to be infringed upon. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Charles. A, I hate to break this, you know, to you guys. It has nothing to do with mental health anyway. Because oh, I know. It's all just a stepping stone in the first place, and they, they, they the mental health is something that they know that they can get a lead. Um, how do I say a, an advantage on first? Because there's going to be a lot of people that will, it's a lot of Americans. It's kind of a gray area. It's like, well, if he's a psychopath, you wouldn't want to give a gun to a psychopath, but that's my problem. It's a right. victimless crime. Unless right. he actually killed someone or destroyed my ability to have life, liberty, and happiness, it doesn't matter. And the more, and you know, and it's just like with everything. You give the government a pinky, they'll take the whole hand. They just do it finger by finger. So, yep. Yeah, you don't need that knuckle. You don't need that finger. You know. Oh yeah, you don't. You don't need that bump stock. No, you don't need an FRT trigger. And pretty soon it'll be, you know, come and take it. And the only thing you're going to have to throw at them is a flintlock musket. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I think we're getting a lot closer to to, to you know find out stage here in America. I know, I, I know some people don't believe that, but I, I really do like, especially well, after this week with the vaccine, maybe we'll get to that. But uh, I wanted to kind of get into, you know, the, the, and juxtapose this story. Um, I've covered Afghanistan a little bit, but with, you know, what's going on with uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Scheller and um, the, the opposite side of that with general Miley uh, and general Austin, um, is is absolutely insane to me this was by uh, uh jerry uh, jenny goldsbury uh, it was written uh earlier uh i guess what yesterday and it says uh, according to senior pentagon officials the state department is actually to blame for the botched withdrawal from afghanistan joint chiefs of staff chairman mark miley and defense secretary austin lloyd said as much at the house armed services committee on wednesday it was their second day of the hearings in that committee and said Quote, we provide an input, as I said in my opening statement, to the State Department, Austin said, but he admitted that the uh, Ghani administration 
warned that, quote, if they withdrew American citizens and SIV applicants at a pace that was too fast, it would cause a collapse of the government that we were trying to prevent, end quote. Um, this is, you know, this is what they do in D.C., right? Nobody ever pays except for lovely little peons, right? Like this is this is the way it always is. They always shift the blame. They reaccuse, deny, deny, deny. Like this is this is the MO. It's they go ahead. They deny it until we forget about it. And then move on to the next. Yeah, well, we move on to the next dialed up to 10, you know, ridiculous <laughs> story. And it's it's the way Which, it always happens. This is, I mean, for for Miley to have the lieutenant colonel in the brig and for these guys to sit here you know, knowing what we know, right? Like we know that the G4 and the G5, you know, operate, uh, not operations, I'm sorry, logistics and future planning plan retrograde. You know who doesn't plan retrograde? The State Department. The State Department gives them an input of people that they, you know, you know, in, in an evacuation type sense, right? They give the DOD, the Joint Chiefs here, a recommendation and that's it. They've known that we are going to someday leave Afghanistan for over 20 years. And they're going to sit there and say, no, man, it's not our fault. Like, fuck you guys. Are you like, who believes this shit? Who believes that it's the State Department's fault? Who believe? And here's the thing is the fact that it's both of you sitting there and you didn't have it figured out. Like, oh, man, well, maybe both of you got to pay. You want to know why I think they fucked up so easily on Afghanistan? I think their whole attention. You want to know? You know how honestly I I truly believe this. I believe the entire Pentagon as a whole had its entire investigation team. I don't know what I'm not in the military, so I don't know what the actual technical term would be. I think they were too focused on trying to find American insurgents after January 6th that they completely ignored what the fuck was actually happening with Al Qaeda and the Taliban strength. They thought it was still. 2019, they completely fucking oversaw so many things because they had their whole attention drawn on to basically Donald Trump and his, all of his supporters at that point. And whenever they pulled the trigger, they didn't know jack shit what actually was going on. And by the time that they tried to figure it out, well, it's too late. I mean, we knew, I mean, we saw it. it was basically blitzkrieg. I mean, I never understood how the Afghan army fell so quickly. Well, and then. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was arranged. And and that's the thing is like when you look. So one of the things I was talking about with some guys the other day, um, we were coming in from hunting and they had started to ask me about Afghanistan and all this stuff, what I thought. And I was like, hey, man, like when we're when we're in country and you're on a fob or something like that, man, especially in, in a hot area where you're picking up all sorts of, um, you know, enemy arms for for lack of a better uh you know yeah you have you have you have stashes and caches and all this kind of stuff and, and honestly sometimes you're around places that have bunkers full of weapons right and the u.s military yeah. and the eod will go out and what they'll do what's called a shot so they lay this stuff out in lines and they cover it with c4 and every day and right up. around 1700 man you hear you get this shock wave in your chest right before you get this gigantic boom somewhere you know off base and hopefully you're not downwind from it so you're not breathing that shit in but most of the time you are right um maybe just one more reason people don't want to get vaxxed uh but at, at any rate like when we left you know what a little bit of c4 and you know i mean i don't know two trillion dollars worth of 
shit that we left over there. It's just like this was this was gift wrapped. I mean, I you know you see the pictures yeah. of it, and you're like, man, it's sitting out on blankets. It's sitting out on tarps. These things had the keys in them. They were gassed up, ready to roll. For these guys, <laughs> and it's just like, man, here's your here's your your prize for letting us be here for twenty years. You know. Pretty good, you know, amazing fighters. And that's the thing is, you know, guys who live in mud huts who are tired of being tired, you know, like they, in the long run, they won. They beat Russia and now they've beat the U.S. And well, they made a deal and, here, and people left their shit there. And here, here's why. And, and at least from my understanding of it, being that I'm a historian, I, I look at basically Afghanistan and every country that's ever had a similar problem. Whenever you put boot, like, you know, we've destroyed ISIS pretty efficiently. But the difference between what we did with ISIS versus what we did with Al-Qaeda, because remember, that was the original enemy, not the Taliban. Al-Qaeda, and after September 11th, which don't get me involved in that. But my point is, those people in Afghanistan, they don't give a shit if it's an Abrams tank or a T-72. They see an occupying army, they're going to immediately join the very radicals that we're trying to destroy and then leave. When, as soon as we started putting all those troops there on the ground and started patrolling their streets, they looked at us not as liberators, but as an occupying force. I don't. It doesn't matter whether we were right or wrong. That's just how they're going to look at it because they've already dealt with the shit 20, 30 years ago with the Soviets. Yeah. And all, what you did is you just made more radicals. You made more extremists, made more diehard, you know, and then you got stupid decisions just like here recently where, oh, yeah, we're going to get revenge on ISIS and blow up a bunch of children and women dropping a bomb on the wrong place. And, and you know, just like Joe Biden here recently, those K-bombers, they never found them. They blew up the wrong people and killed a whole bunch of civilians. Well, you just made more extremists because I guarantee the father who just lost his wife and children, what do you think he's going to do? He's going to join ISIS because he wants revenge. So every single person that ever got killed in the crossfire, they're going to fight the United States. And, and it becomes a situation where you're just never going to win. You're either going to make it to where you fight on forever or you literally wipe them off the face of the earth completely all in one move. And unfortunately, you can't do that with an insurrection. Yeah. And, here, is, and the thing is, we can't fight forever either. And that's what I think that's really what we've seen here, right, is like the United States is done. Like in terms of economic meltdown, we're, we're there. Um, and you know, those guys bled us dry, just like they bled the Soviet union dry. And it's just, uh, you know, we couldn't afford the war any longer anyway. Yeah. We, yeah, we couldn't, I mean, when we started it, but that you're, you're right. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is where we're at. Um, I've got a nice guy on here. You wanted to, you want to speak, man, go ahead. If you, uh, if you're there on mute and, and come on in, man, when when you're ready to go. What's up, guys? Um, I just posted a meme that relates a little bit to Afghanistan. <laughs> it's right there in the nest at the top of the space. Um, go ahead and tell everybody what it is. Um, I mean, I don't know. You got to read it. It's like, you know. Well, I can't pull it up. It's it's at the nest in the top of the space. Um I mean, there's a lot going on in it, but it's pretty funny. I mean, I, you know, anyway, um, uh, if it'll show up eventually, if it doesn't show up now, it's a little delayed. But, yeah, um, I, I got it there. Go ahead. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, 
Um, you guys keep saying we, we this, we that. I mean, don't include me in that, man. <laughs> when, when, what, what are you talking about? Oh, you're like, we, you guys were like, we, you know, this and that with Afghanistan or whatever, but it's like, you know, I'm not. Oh, he's saying he didn't support the war. Yeah, sure. You know, that's all I mean. Okay. Is that, it? Is that all you want to say? Yeah, man, I'm just getting warmed up. Just, just, just started. What's going on? Anyway, we're running the whole show, man. So, uh, hang in. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna switch gears, to Charles. Unless you had something else to say there. No, I'm good. Go ahead. All right, I got. Uh, I got. See if I can't get Lego in here. He's got something to say now. Go ahead, Lego. When you're ready. Hey, uh, what's going on, guys? Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know what, uh, you're talking about nice guy. I just wanted to like, kind of ask, cause you're talking about, I, I know you just said you want to switch gears saying something. So I just wanted to ask real quick, um, like the Afghan war thing. Like, I mean, I don't think, uh, people were for being there for 20 years. So I just, I don't think that was like controversial. I don't know. I just want to point that out, but yeah, sorry. Switch gears. Oh, hold on, hold on. You don't, th- you don't think being in Afghanistan was controversial? No, no, no. I mean, well, I mean, like with with this group that we're all talking in right now. I don't think that we. I think I, I don't know. I, I mean, I assume that everyone kind of here is like agree that that was a total disaster. <laughs> yeah, you'd I mean, be surprised, yeah. man. I mean, there, there's a lot of people in America. You know, these Twitter spaces. A lot of times when I'm working during the day, I'll get in um, to rooms that are more of the the mag oh, rooms, okay. just to kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're Hang right. out and I talk. I totally overlooked that. That's yeah, right. you know, it's I mean, like... that's in my workspace, so <laughs> I get it. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, it's crazy, right? It's like, you got right. people that still think that, you know, hey, you know, 20 years, and there are a lot of people out there that think we should still be there, man. They think that, you know, yeah. we got to fight them over there, and it's it's absolutely, it, I mean, it's it's nuts that that's And, and let me is. just say that, I, you know, I'm guilty too. Like, dude, I, I was a magazine, bro. I was hard on, like, uh, you know, conservatism and Republican, and like I, I, sh- I still have conservative values, but I mean, like Republicanism, and like I mean, that was just kind of my natural path from when I first ever got introduced to any of this stuff in you know elementary school and that propaganda, and it's just one, you know, one or the other, blue or red, you know, liberal, conservative, whatever, and so I went conservative as just something that clicked with me, and then, um, you know, really Republican, hardcore, constitutionalist, all the way down, um, pretty much down to like 2020 i mean then it was just the covid shit that really got me to kind of be like okay because i had my you know red pills somewhat with the media with trump and stuff that was the media red pill but then the uh the state and all that that first happened in my brain with the covid stuff it was something that i was just i could not comprehend things and i had to i had to really start questioning things and that's when uh yeah, that's when I started diving into, you know, I mean, good, good space on Twitter, good people on Twitter, you know, speaking that good liberty shit. And I, you know, was getting into reading all this literature and, you know, uh, hit up Murray Rothbard's Anatomy of the State. I mean, it was a wrap. You know, I mean, it's like this shit's it's it's, this I mean, shit's it's, 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 it's so much, it's, you know, eternal truth. Right. And, and once once you get right. to that point, like. And you see it, man. You can't unsee this kind of stuff, and right. and, and then it begins. Then you, then you begin to see, and you're like, "Oh man, they didn't tell us this shit for a reason, right?" And right. You know, and a lot of people get super angry at that point. Um, instead of you know fast forwarding to the 
acceptance that, hey, man, you were that guy, right? And somebody introduced. And so now you got to go out and do the same thing. You got to grow people. You got to introduce them. You got to be that apostle of natural truth in this world and show some right. humanity. I mean, and that's the thing is like, you know, the screaming and yelling and all that kind of stuff, man, it doesn't do anything. So I, I will tell everybody yep. out there who's listening uh, Facebook, on Twitch, on Twitter, YouTube, and here in Twitter spaces, man, like Twitter spaces, if you're, if you haven't heard of it or you're new to it, um, it is one of the coolest things in terms of, you know, people to be civil, you know, for the most part, like most of most of the rooms that I've been in have been um, very, very cordial. And to, to have been in rooms from, you know, the United States and Canada and the continent of Africa and have people from all walks of life from around the world be able to communicate on here has been really something special to be able to just kind of hang out and listen to in the background, like almost like a talk radio, man. And it's, I mean, you know, if you want to come up and say something, you come up and say something and honestly they can last hours and you're sitting there going like, wow, you know, this is, this is one of those places where optimism is thriving and people have had it and they see each other. And like, you know, you start to see things like when I was talking about, um, you know, education in, 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 you know, Africa, they were talking about colonial education. And I was like, guys, like this goes back to Prussia and the Fabian socialists of, you know, like the 1800s over there. And it's a problem all around the world. It's not just, you know, a, a colonist. This is a globalist, uh, status central, you know, centralized authority. And, you know, that's, that's what I think, is really cool but anyway just to to plug this uh you know this technology out here there's a lot of these things picking up um there's one called wisdom that's in beta that i'm i'm testing right now with these guys and there's another one called treehouse but like if you can get into these places and talk with people with different ideas man i mean like this is this is really something amazing to see um switching gears probably for the last time now that we're running up on 48 minutes um I really wanted to take a moment on this one and and talk about the um, the the vaccine mandates for uh, companies with greater than a hundred people because I haven't really approached this yet, man. This this is one of those things that pissed me off so much. the The consternation and the hate and the seething and the anxiety that this nation has gone through over let's let's face it, almost the past two damn years now. Um, this is the last thing it needed, but it is the next thing in the, you know, the communist manifesto, so to speak. Um, and, and really it's fascist, right? Like we're, we're talking about real, no kidding fascism at this point where the, the government is coming out, uh, through executive fiat and now, uh, Nancy Pelosi's, uh, ridiculous mega bill, um, 2,465 pages of it. Um, buried on page 168 is a tenfold increase in fines for employers that willfully, repeatedly, or even seriously violates the section of labor law that deals with hazards, death, or serious physical harm. Now, why do I want to talk about this uh, this late in the game? Is this a whole show? Maybe it is. But um, here's the first thing uh, is the Congress 
uh, is very uh, well, it was, you know, it, it was not supposed to have any other powers other than the specific powers that were listed. And the clauses aren't powers. They were to describe the very specific ones that were uh, obviously listed, mostly in Article 1, Section 8. So with that being said, the idea that they have anything to do with the interior, right? Like they invented a office of the interior because it didn't exist in the original constitution. And oh, by the way, they were only supposed to look outward. War, peace, negotiation, and foreign commerce was what those uh, those people in uh, in the in the Federalist Party mostly uh, said that that was you know what the Constitution uh, put forth in terms of relinquishing power from the states, uh, so that they had a unified outward looking front. So the idea that you can have OSHA and all these other things run at the federal level um, is it's just a it's just a bald face power grab uh, on its face. Now, the fact that they are going to start to fine employers uh, $700,000 uh, for each fine, like guess who that's going to affect, man? That's going to affect more and more small business. It's going to affect more and more people, and then the, the you know the, the middle of uh, you know America. It's going to affect poor people who can't get jobs from those people. It's going to absolutely demolish people. And you know if it hasn't done enough for you know demolishing the middle and lower class over the past two years, you know just just the idea that now. People are having to deal with this. I think this is the, I think this is it, man. Like this is where I say we are officially at war. And I absolutely believe America, if you don't realize it, you are officially at war with this, this government's at war with you. It is absolutely gotten rid of any tenant that was the constitution. It thinks it can rule from DC. I mean, these people it's just like the the fucking Hunger Games. I mean, and you look at it, and you're sitting there trying to draw parallels, and the the you know the, the the balls and the Met Gala and the baseball games and shit that they're doing right now, while people in this country are suffering, losing their jobs, losing their pensions, losing like you name it, losing the you know everything that they ever worked for because now they had to dip into retirement early. That's that's the state. This is centralization. This is what we don't need. You know, it, it, for the life of me, um, you know, when when these people fuck up an economy the way they have fucked up an economy and people who have built businesses and careers and everything else can't pay the mortgage or make rent because these guys messed it up. That's the plan. Like, m no doubt that's the plan. To remove these people from owning anything, to re remove the idea that you can own anything and to make you dependent on government aid. Because if you're dependent on government aid, it means you're probably dependent on them for the basic necessities of life, right? Like shelter, food, and possibly, you know, plumbing and heating and air, like those type of things. Now, let's say they say, hey, listen, we're uh we're not doing so well guys like you know these this is a big drain on america and now we can't afford to do this separately so what we're going to do is make you guys um you know come to i don't know let's just say 
a camp, right? Summer camp, right? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna house you. We're gonna feed you. We're gonna keep the lights on. It's easier for us to do it this way. If you don't think this is that and that step, and that's where America is at, you are sorely mistaken. You don't know a damn thing about history. And I'll tell you, like this is this is where I see it, and this is where I see. Uh, you know, the the ability for states and areas of the country to secede from this nation and have all the standing in the world to do it that way. I mean, this this shit is not working and D.C. is out of control. Uh, Charles, I'm going to let you come back in for um, one more, man. And uh, we're going to we're going to get close to wrapping this thing up here pretty soon. But go ahead, Charles. You got your hand up, man. Go ahead. So basically what I was trying to say earlier, and then I guess it went on long, longer than I thought, so kind of off point now. But, uh, you know, bottom line is we can complain about this for days and days on end. We've done it for years now. The bottom line is we have to draw a line in the sand, but then we have to ask ourselves how far are we willing to go to back that line up? And that's the thing. When I mean, we can talk all day about what the government's doing, but quite frankly, the government doesn't give a shit about what we're talking about right now. They know what we know. They know what our complaints about. They know the nation's turning up, right? They don't care. The bottom line is what they're trying to do now with the COVID vaccine, they're trying to call our bluff. That's what this is all boiling down to. And the problem with a lot of Americans is from day one, they don't want to fight alone. And that's why chats like, you know, this are so great because they give us a sense of hope that there's others out there that are willing to do something. But we have to do it alone on our own at first. And I'm talking about if necessary violence, if necessary, like our patriot forefathers that founded this country. I know the freaking FBI right now is probably enjoying this conversation with me right now. But my point is. You have to guess yourself now, everyone on this chat, when is enough going to be enough and what are you going to actually do about it? Are you going to comply or are you going to lose everything you've ever had? All the luxuries, all the air conditioning, all the food and everything and be labeled a criminal for standing up for what you believe in. Because if you're not ready to sacrifice everything, including your family, even your life, don't talk about resisting the government. I mean, I, I say this only because I have been on these chats before. I have been on Facebook. I'm banned on Facebook. And a lot of people talk. But then when it actually becomes time to stand the line, it's like they draw a line of sand back up a couple feet and then draw a new line and say, okay, now this is where I'm going to stand. Can't do that anymore. Yeah. We've been doing it for years. Charles, We've been doing it for years. I, I totally Wait. agree with you, and I, I'm going to close out the show. Uh, I, I appreciate all your input, man. And uh, I mean, uh, I'm going to I'm going to close it out by saying saying this, guys, is Charles is right, and I'll tell you, you know, uh, I had this conversation with my wife the other day. You, if if you've got significant others in your life, you got people under your roof. Um, this need this needs to be a conversation. This has got to be a conversation. And if you think just because you're vaxxed, this doesn't need to be a conversation. I'm telling you, you're going to be sorely mistaken. Um, when when this happens, and it's going to happen, um, 
I have no doubt in my mind now we've kind of we've crossed a threshold uh, that there's no coming back from. Uh, I, I was very optimistic about uh, the hopefully the, the financial collapse of this ridiculous system uh, leading people into places like B- Bitcoin and doing some decentralization first. Uh, it doesn't look like that is going to happen that way. It looks like what's going to happen is People are going to lose their livelihoods in huge numbers. Uh, the Fed is going to continue to prop those uh, companies up for playing ball. Uh, there's absolutely been no law passed that mandates that they do this. And, you know, I'm sure there will be some fights and there will be some wins in some places in court. But at this point, the idea that you think the courts or anybody in government is going to save you or your family is foolish to say the very least it is foolish and it will cost you possibly your life if you believe that's what's going to happen now i will tell you you know this is this is what is going to happen as people lose their jobs and can't make the rent anymore they're not going to leave they're not going to leave their homes. They're not going to leave their apartments. They, in a lot of them, you know, are, are going to be justified in saying, get fucked. Um, and when that happens and they send people with badges out to houses to remove or confiscate or do something around there, that's when violence is going to erupt. And when that happens, you better hold on to your butts. But here's the thing is, it's not just going to be your neighbor. It's going to be possibly you. So at that point, what is your plan of action? Because I'll tell you right now, before anybody ever got to a camp, before anybody ever went on a rail car in Germany or got starved in the gulags in the Soviet Union, the first thing they did is they went to the houses. They went to house by house by house by neighborhood they had informants in neighborhoods they had rats they had everything else and when they went to the houses people didn't fight i'm not saying everybody didn't fight but i'm saying not enough people fought and that's how you get people from their house to camps and that's where absolute Chaos and destruction and evil reign. And the thing is, America, you are one of the last bastions now on earth. Australia's fallen. The UK, Europe, it's pretty much fallen. I'm not saying that they can't fight their way out of it. I'm not, but they're going to have to. They're going to have to fight their way out of the tyranny that they're in now. And if you don't watch, you know, exactly what's happening over there right now. You're not doing yourself any favors. You need to see it. You need to see the brutality of the people who are there to quote unquote protect and serve their communities. They're not protecting and serving their community. They're protecting and serving the dictates of tyrants. That's what it's coming down to. So if you're in law enforcement, man, if you think that that lasts, it's not, especially here in America. The idea would be if you're in law enforcement, and you want to continue to receive the good graces and possibly paychecks from the community that you serve, 
You better start serving them. You better start standing up. You better start leading. And you better start being very, very loud about where you are with this kind of thing. Because if you're not, I'll tell you, it's going to be a very hard road for you and the guys that you call brothers that wear uniforms and badges and go out and harass, cage, and kill peaceful people. Because that shit is about to hit America like a ton of bricks. Mark my words. It's coming, and it's coming hard and fast now. And it has absolutely changed the paradigm this past this past week. I hate to be that guy that says it, man, but it's uh, it's done. It is a done deal now, and you guys need to buckle up. You need to have the emergency provisions. You need to have everything ready. And if you don't, you need to work on whatever you can to do it in that amount of time. Here's the other thing is you better start thinking about your bank accounts and where those things are at as well. Because if you think that they're not going to lock those down pretty soon, I think you're doing yourself a big disservice. Leaving any money in the dollar in a bank that you can't touch, you can't liquefy, it is absolutely setting yourself up for failure. These are just warnings. This is what I've seen in history. This is what I've seen repeat over and over and over in warfare, especially in tyrannical takeovers, guys. We've seen it. 270 million people were killed by their own governments in the 1900s. That cannot happen here in America if we just stand up and say no more. It's very, very few of them, and most of them have no idea what to do with people who are armed the way Americans are armed. So anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. If you love the show, you can go out and support it at patreon.com slash radical pod for as little as a dollar. Thank you guys for all doing that. I really appreciate it. Uh, really trying to get a lot of things done here in the very near future. A uh, little announcement. Uh, I will be headed up to TRL live Tim cast uh, next Thursday. It looks like. So um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about talking to Tim pool and uh, his gang up there, man. Uh, shout out to Lydia. Thank you so much for, for reaching out and um, you know, everything else guys, I appreciate you sharing this. I appreciate you going out there, leaving reviews. I don't know how much longer this kind of stuff is going to be allowed. Uh, and it is, you know, if I don't get to say it, it's been a pleasure. It's been absolutely amazing. Uh, to be with you guys, to start, you know, start something, to see something, to to be part of this time. And, you know, I think hold your heads high because you guys are the people who are changing people's minds. You guys are the people who are coming together. You guys are the people who are showing love and it will continue to do it in your own neighborhoods, in your own communities. And I'll tell you, that's exactly what we need. We need people that are going out of their way. They're fighters, but they are absolutely, you know, the the most human of us all. So without further ado, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thank you guys for spending time with me. As always, you're the greatest audience in, in all podcasts. And I appreciate you more than you will ever know. I love you. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff.